Hey, we have in studio with us a valued partner, and that is Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. And you and your colleagues over Presidential Wealth Management, you know, you, you watch the big picture, but you also, you know, you realize that what really matters to people is their personal economy. But we have talked a lot about tariffs and uh, Trump's tariffs and, and what that's doing exactly. And so you decided to put together uh, some some numbers regarding other countries you know, how things have reacted and since Trump started to get pretty tough on this. So, Jason, let's go through this. Where should we start? Well, I, I think it is interesting. If you think about it, our markets were on, uh, you know, pretty much a straight upward tear until right at the end of January 2018 when Trump first announced uh, he was going to start using tariffs against China. And we've had a lot of volatility since then. If you uh, look at our markets, they uh, basically are unchanged almost since that point. Our, uh, the S&P, uh, Dow, NASDAQ, take an average of those. We're up about <clears throat> 1% in the last 15 months. And, uh, you know, it's kind of been what I call a Congress market. Mm -hmm. It's made a whole bunch of noise. (laughs) Uh, Look at me, look at, but at the end of the day, nothing's changed. And, uh, but, you know, certainly being pretty much break even over the last 15, 16 months, uh, we're one of the champions of the world at this point Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of other markets have reacted much worse than ours have, and, and in particular, some of the, the markets of countries that Trump is targeting for their unfair trade practices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so China, I'm looking, so you went through and did a whole bunch of them. China is down 26%. You said we're up 1%. So this is actually really affecting China. Well, it is, and I, I, I still think they need us more than we need them. I, I, uh, I think that's the case. You know, they, uh, uh, they don't have the internal economy to sell their products to their own people and keep things floating, so they need the rest of the world. Uh, the United States is the piggy bank, and, and while, you know, it is nice uh, to get lower prices on some products, I, I still think America is the greatest country on the face of the planet on our worst day than any other country is even on their best day. And, and we could do it, you know, when manufacturing comes back here, uh, I think our products are better. I think it's, it'd be great to have more jobs here and it, yeah, you're going to have some disruption in the markets and, uh, you know, with the farmers sometimes and the jobs numbers might get a little bit volatile but long term, I can't see how it's not a big positive for America to have more manufacturing and jobs and products made right here by American workers. Yeah, Jason, it's interesting. I got my hair done the other day, and I was uh, eavesdropping on the people in you know next to me, and they were talking about the tariffs and farmers, and and they were really, I I feel parroting what you're hearing from the mainstream media. And uh, I know a number of farmers, and, and uh, they've said, yeah, the, you know, what this, this is hurting on the short term, but this is something that needs to be done. And, of course, President Trump has said to the farmers, we're going to help you through this, because I don't, think that it's, I don't think that it's fair that one industry has to take the whole brunt right. of what is happening. I think that this is something that should probably, you know, we should all help out on, on, on this particular thing. But um, one of the things, and you had brought this up when we had talked about tariffs a while back, and, and that is, is that... That kind of the 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 idea that we see in the mainstream media regarding raising taxes, for example, you know Bernie or you know any of the um, 
the uh, candidates over on the Democrat side, they think that things are static. They think that if they raise taxes, that there's not going to be any changes. So they raise taxes. They think that that, uh, you know, that that people are going to just continue to act just as, as it is. But if you raise taxes, people start to make other decisions right. and tax revenues go down. They, they think it's static. And that's the same thing that you brought up regarding tariffs. Right. And that is that people think that there would be no adjustments in the market. And you'd mentioned that, quite frankly, China then will have to compete because you're going to start to see manufacturers might move to a different country. And so, in fact, they may reduce the cost over there. And so to the, the actual cost to the the American consumer may not be that much. And, and then you did something so creative. You actually started calling different businesses about washing machines. Yeah, because washing machines are the one thing when you read any article about tariffs, that's what they're squealing about. Oh, the poor people are going to have to pay uh, 25% more for a washing machine. Okay, well, first, here's what I would say. Even if that was true, big deal. How often do you buy a new washing machine? Once every 15, 20 years, but it's not the case. Uh, the other thing I had said, Kim, was these uh, importers, these buyers of the Chinese goods or the steel or whatever, if the tariffs go up, uh, like you say, the mainstream media just likes to say it's linear. You know, it mm-hmm. just gets all passed to the consumer. I don't believe that for a minute. Uh, if I'm a buyer of these products and, and I, I've got an increase in the price because of the tariff, I'm going to go back to China and say, hey, you guys are going to have to cut your price because I can't pass this on down to the consumer. And I've called around. I can confirm that that's the case. Here's another uh, person that I talked to recently about steel because that was a big one, too. Right, it was right. steel. Uh, I have a, a client who was in the steel business for about 40 years here locally in, in town. Uh, and he knows the business inside and out. Uh, and what he said is happening now is that there's so much of the steel manufacturing has moved back to America. And he said the prices have not increased that much, maybe a little bit, but nowhere near what they're they're uh, touting in the news. And he told me, and Kim, I'm sorry, I can't remember if he said it was here in Colorado or nationally, but he said 90% of all the steel is now being made right here in America. Versus, I, I don't know what it used to be, but uh, but that's a big that is a big, big deal. deal. That is bringing jobs back. You know these little towns, these steel towns, uh, and Obama said, you know these jobs aren't coming back. And Trump has been in office what about three years? Well, two years, two and a half years. Yeah. These jobs have come back. GDP three point two percent. You know, and the American people. It's, it's helping their personal economy. And he's not saying I'm raising GDP for this identity group or this identity group. It's raising everybody's boat. Well, I think it is. And you could see that in the improvements in the unemployment and the job numbers. We went through that in detail last mm-hmm. time I was here. Uh, again, I, I don't think they should break it up into groups, but they do. And we can see that, that everybody's boat is being lifted uh, by the higher GDP. And so I think uh, the economy has, has been very good. And Trump has kept his promise uh, to help uh, the minority communities. And he's done it to, by offering them jobs you think what's a better way you know to give them a bunch of free money and uh no give give a man a job you've got a great saying about that kim and i think it says everything it's one of the most compassionate things you can do is to give another man a job 
and instead of a handout. So let's go through. This is just really, really fascinating. Uh, uh, is Mexico on here by any yeah, chance? Yeah, there's so many on here. I'm having to dig to find them. Mexico's over there on the right-hand side, Kim, okay. near the top. So here if we go. we go through, yeah, Mexico's markets are down about 22% uh, since this started. Again, compared to ours, which are basically break-even. Uh, South Korea, I know that we kind of consider them an ally. Mm-hmm. But Trump said that the trade deals we had with them were not fair to us and, and reworked a lot of those. Their markets are down 27% uh, since Trump got tough there. Uh, the U.K. down about 14. What were the other ones I put on that list, Kim? You've got it in front of you. I don't. Let's see here. Um, well, let me get back to the email here. I guess I should have my own information in front of me, huh? <laughs> well, you know what happens is you come in. So let's see. You had China, South Korea, Britain, Canada. Oh, let's talk about Canada. Yeah, Canada. Let's see. Where do I got that one? Oh, I found Canada is not as bad. It's only down 8% okay. uh, since the tariff stuff started. Now, some of the other markets, uh, here's a surprise. Which one do you think has done the best Boy. during that time? Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand's market is up 8%. I mean, it is absolutely uh, the champion market of the world over over this time period. And I, I apologize. I didn't uh, have time to go digging to exactly find out the opinions on why each one of these has done what it's done. Uh, but, yeah, New Zealand's up 8%. Uh, Switzerland is also break-even, so their markets have done well. Uh, Russia. Russia's markets Russia, are Russia, even. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Russia. Their markets are even pretty much since it started, only further proving the case that there must be collusion somewhere. I knew you were going to say that. There has to be. There's no other explanation for it. Jason, I hate to break in here, but I had... Uh, what do you want to say, Producer Steve? I found something here, this little nugget. Listen to this. Okay, let's hear it. And so what we have to do is to make sure that folks are trained for the jobs that are coming in now because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says that that he's going to bring all these jobs back, well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's no answer to it. You know... And that's when then the Obama gave the uh, um, the magic wand. Well, yeah, that, I think that's in the rest of this clip here. But every time I think about this clip, it's like, what does he feel like today after going out on that ledge, <laughs> but Steve- on that tree limb, and making an asinine statement like that? And the last two and a half years, can you say asinine on the radio? I just did, and I'll say it again: <laughs> asinine thing like that. I would. Well, you know how he feels. He says all the jobs are coming back because of the things that he did. That's, he, I and, mean, and he takes, the he's taking credit for it's it. It's absolutely astonishing. So Trump saws off the limb that Obama was on, and on his way down, he's <laughs> saying, well, yeah, those jobs came back because of what I did. You know, let's keep that. We may need to play that on a regular basis. And, and do you have the magic wand thing? Or do you, it, uh, well, I don't want to take next time, we'll have time to get, now looking for it, we'll have but to get it, that. I'm sure it's there. Okay. And to that point, that is why I think that they are going after, you know, President Trump is like a bull in a china closet. You know, quite frankly, he says things sometimes you go, oh, my gosh. But on the other hand, he's getting results. He and and when he goes out, it's not for this identity thing. It is for everyday individuals. And when you come right down to it, Jason McBride, you know it. You know that it's the 
each person's personal economy that really matters to them. Trump gets it. He's doing things to help that personal economy. That's what you do over at Presidential Wealth Management. And that is why I think that they are going to work really, really hard to try to impeach uh, President Trump. And uh, because I don't think that they think that they can beat him at the ballot box. Well, even if they impeach him, the Senate's not going to convict. You wouldn't think. Well, I mean, that's you know, why you've got uh, you know half a dozen that you can't trust. But I I don't know how they're going to get to two thirds. Right. That's why the next election might be really important as well. So let's go to break. I find this absolutely fascinating. You went through a lot of time to put this whole thing together. You've got about well, 20 different countries on here. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks in studios, guest Ameridude, uh, Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management. Steve's behind the board. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this whole tariff thing. And then maybe we've got a couple of other headlines that we might get to as well. So Great. we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. And you know what? That really resonates with people, that we need to be talking about things instead of, uh, you know, at each other's throat. But that is something that uh, I think the previous administration, we, it became more and more divisive. But, you know, one of the things that he said was that the new norm... Uh, And this is former President Obama. The new norm for GDP was going to be one, one and a half percent. Well, here we had three point two the last the last uh, quarter. And then you found that whole soundbite. Let's do that again, uh, Steve, as we are talking about these tariffs that Trump is uh, he's gotten tough on trade. So let's hear this. And so what we have to do is to make sure that folks are trained for the jobs that are coming in now, because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says that he's going to bring all these jobs back, well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how, what, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is he doesn't have an answer. Wow. Jason McBride, can you believe that? And you, in the last segment, we talked about one of your clients who's in the steel industry. And um, what did he say? Well, I, again, I, I can't recall if he said it's here in Colorado or across the whole country, but he said 90% of the steel that's being used is now being made in America. Right yeah, here and, in the USA. Yeah, and he made a point also how much higher quality uh, the steel uh, products are that are made here in America versus the stuff that's made over in China. Boy, I tell you, uh, I, I'll take more of that magic wand, Steve. I think that's pretty great. So let's go through a few other countries here. Now, again, this is since 2018. Jason McBride, you went through and looked at these different uh, stock markets of these different countries. Right. Once Trump decided to get tough on trade, you said that basically we've, we've kind of been flat. We're only up 1%. Uh, during that time frame, we're 2% off the high. Right. But uh, some of these other countries, we talked China's down 26%, Mexico's down 22%. What other country would you like to hi- highlight? Here? Well, one that I, I didn't mention uh, was Israel, which is also held up well. They're only down about 2% okay. during this time. Uh, but, yeah, South Africa, now you, you're telling me some things about that. They're getting beaten up, too. That, that, their markets are down 31% during that time. South Africa is really having a tough time. So you've, you've got these radicals that 
have gotten into government. And so what they're doing is they're taking other people's properties, and, and, and it's defined by race, right? And uh, which I find that very racist to be doing that. And it's a dangerous place to be right now. And so it's very unfortunate. I think it's been a dangerous place for a long time. I actually had a a friend and uh, a roommate, actually. Uh, No, not a female. It was a guy and a gal. (laughs) uh, You know, but this was 20-some years ago. Uh, He was from South Africa. Both of them were, actually. And he told me stories about that country. It was telling me the murders uh you know they they would just uh, catch people uh light them on fire in the middle of the street and burn them i mean the, the violence and viciousness that we have in some places around the world uh makes the the, the you know let's call it the, i don't want to the events that we have here occasionally seem very tame in comparison when it's a daily occurrence in in some other places. Well, and to go back to the Constitution, and that is is why that's one of the reasons why the founders put in there that we were not going to do any cruel and unusual punishment here in the United States. And over all these years, we've we've really worked to adhere to that that vision in the Constitution. So let's talk about what's another country here. Sweetly, what about Sweden? You know, Sweden. That's one of the things that you you have all these um, you know socialists that, that they always talk about Sweden or Norway but they've gotten knocked around a little bit as well well real quick uh, would you consider it cruel and unusual punishment uh, for Obama to be having to eat his words <laughs> he probably thinks that that's the case. I'm just curious. Maybe we maybe you can get him as a guest on the show and ask him. I'll go to work on that. I'll let you know. You want to be the guest host on that one, too? Oh, I would love to. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sweden has not done that well either. They're down about 17% uh, during that period. We, we know there's problems over there as well, uh, very much related uh, to mass immigration and, and huge cultural change. Uh, that probably brings up a good point to mention Germany which is going through some of the same uh, pains right now. Their markets are down 22% during that period. Uh, Kim, some of the other notable uh, ones that have acted very poor, Chile, uh, down 27%. I don't know a whole lot about what goes on there. Austria is down 26 And who do you think is uh, the biggest uh, turkey of all as far as the markets? I don't know. Was that, were you foreshadowing something on that? Giving you a hint there. Turkey. Aha. Turkey's market is the biggest turkey, down 51% during the same period. You know, Jason, does this hurt everyday people in these countries when their stock markets are down like this? You know, Kim, that's a good question um, that I may not have the answer to. I would think in like the U.K. and Germany and that type of thing, I, I get the impression that everyday people do have investments very much like they do here. But uh, in countries like Turkey or, uh, you know, Chile or some of these smaller ones, I, I don't know if the average person invests mm-hmm. in stocks there, the markets, or if they have retirement plans like we do. So that's that's a question that I don't have the answer to. Okay. You know, and that is one of the things that is so amazing. You know, when you invest in the U.S. stock market, I mean, I think that it's really, you're, you're investing in hopes and dreams. You look at different companies, and that's one of the things that you, you work with people on. You look at different companies, and you say, I like that idea. I think the management's good. We're about out of time, but there was one stock that you wanted oh. to mention that I found most interesting, and it was Beyond Meat, Inc. 
Yeah, you want to talk about now, our markets are efficient at raising capital for companies that have great ideas. There's a, This was a recent IPO or initial public, so it just became publicly traded stock. Beyond Meat, they make a, a beef substitute that I don't know if you've watched the news. People are raving about this. They're okay. saying it tastes exactly like beef. You can't, but there's no meat in it. It's like plant-based or something. And I think Burger King has a I burger that's something. made out of it. Uh, but this stock has gone absolutely ballistic. Uh, the IPO was, uh, you know, kind of back at towards the end of April, beginning of May. It was $25. Mm-hmm. Now, normal mortals are not going to get any of the IPO, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day, uh, the stock traded as high as about 65 the lowest 45 uh, it just hit $180 a couple of days ago, and yesterday closed at 141 That That is just amazing. Uh, and the company's not even profitable yet. They're still losing money. They're expected to make a little bit next year, uh, but their revenues the last four quarters have grown between 175 to 215%. I got to tell you, I'd like to go try one of those things. You know, and you could buy them to buy it. I think I saw somebody with some at King Supers or uh, whatever. But it's just interesting that a company can raise capital so efficiently in our markets. And yeah, there's some turkeys stocks in our. We yeah. talked about some turkey stocks last year, but it's just such an interesting concept and how uh, we can raise capital to help these companies mm-hmm. that have a new innovative idea. Well, that is a new innovative idea. Now, you know, in these initial, these IPOs, initial public offerings, I mean, there can be a lot of volatility. As you mentioned, you know, they're not profitable right now. I, I was always, I've always kind of been careful of those things that are so volatile, but what you'll probably start to see is then also competitors come into the market. Well, you might. Tyson Foods actually yesterday said they're coming out with a similar product that's like half beef and half pea-based, not, mm-hmm. you know, pea, P-E-E, like pea, like little green peas, yeah, uh, so. plant-based. So uh, we'll see if that's competition. But uh, yeah, Beyond Meat's on, it's beyond compare right now as far as the hype and, and how much his stock's on fire. Well, Patty just texted me. Oh. She said the burgers are delicious, that she eats them often. How about that? So, I well, wonder if they're really expensive. I wonder how much it is for a pound of that stuff. Maybe Patty knows that, too. She might know that, too. I don't think we're going to have time to get to that. We're, Jason McBride, it is so great to have you in studio. This goes way, way, way too fast. It does. And sorry, we took up uh, time, and now you've got headlines. You're going to have to try to get in sometime later. We'll get them in next All week. All my fault. No, it's, we're, we're going to blame you. 